irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to L.A. Talk Radio. Listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir, only on LA Talk Radio. Hello there, and welcome to All Things Therapy. I am your host, Lisa Tahir, and I welcome you from whichever way you are listening or viewing. We are live on Facebook as well as on Instagram. So hello, this is new for me to be doing streaming video, but some people, we all learn differently. Some people are visual learners, some are, are more auditory, some are more tactile and hands-on. So as many ways as I can get you this information and the guests that I'm interviewing, I am committed to doing that. Today's my first show coming to you from Los Angeles since the end of 20. 20. It feels so awesome to be home here in the sunshine. I've been taking a couple of hikes in my favorite places. The Wisdom Tree, if you get out here, it's a hike halfway to the Hollywood sign. And there's been a big wooden box. I was told since the 60s where people put notes to the universe. And it even says that on the box. And it's under this beautiful tree that you hike up to. And for me, it's very spiritual to prepare to either write something there and leave it or bring something written and there are notebooks and journals and photographs that people have left when Kobe Bryant passed away there was one of his jerseys it's just a really special place I feel led to share with you when you come to Los Angeles the wisdom tree hike you can put it in your GPS and it will take you there so if you don't already know where to find me, please go to my website, nolatherapy.com, N-O-L-A-T-H-E-R-A-P-Y.com, as well as on social media at NOLA Therapy on Instagram and on Facebook. I'd love to engage with you, and I'm communicative in that way. So reach out if you are interested in being a guest, if you know someone you'd like me to interview, and if you just want to reach out to do intuitive psychotherapy sessions. I work remotely, FaceTime, Skype, Zoom, and by phone, wherever you are around the world. And please check out my book, The Chiron Effect, Healing Our Core Wounds Through Astrology, Empathy, and Self-Forgiveness. It's available for sale now everywhere books are sold. Amazon, Walmart.com, Books A Million, your local bookstore will get it for you if you give them my, my name and the title of the book. It's endorsed by His Holiness, the 14th Dalai Lama, and it's a self-help guide into your own personal transformation through psychology, spirituality, and a bit of astrology. So please check that out and subscribe to this podcast and rate it. I would love a written and star review on iTunes or anywhere that you are getting this podcast from. And I want to share with you a practitioner I've worked with recently that I want to offer to you. If you have ever struggled with a food addiction or with, you know, eating for comfort, which I think most all of us have at one time or another, this practitioner has been featured on Psychology Today and Shape and Women's Health and Fitness Magazines. Brittany Watkins, her system is based upon EFT tapping. 
and it interrupts the encoding of memory in your brain and reprograms your brain and your body so that it interrupts cravings to foods and things like mm -hmm. sugar, junk food, alcohol, and it really puts you more in control of your health and your weight. So as my listener, she's offering you 50% off her program. Go to BrittanyWatkins.com and use code THERAPY50 to take half off. She's worked with over 100,000 people to help them change their relationship to unhealthy foods. And I worked with her myself. And I just can't say enough about how passionate she is. Go to BrittanyWatkins.com. Use THERAPY50 as your code for half off. Okay, now my guest is, she had me on her show. She's an amazing communicator. We're going to be, we are with Amanda Hennessy. She's a coach and facilitator who empowers people like you to transform the way you approach and experience public speaking. Public speaking has been ranked as one of the things that we fear the most to do. And Amanda's committed to helping you change that relationship to what public speaking means to you, to your anxiety and your fear. She has a really great website at bostonpublicspeaking.com with a lot of vignette video videos and a blog and tips and techniques if you're getting ready to public speak, as well as offering different packages to work with you. She is the founder of San Diego Public Speaking and Boston Public Speaking, and she hosts the Building Confidence Podcast as well as is the author of her own book called Your Guide to Public Speaking, Build Your Confidence, Find Your Voice, and Inspire Your Audience. Additionally, her and her husband run Boston acting classes, if that isn't enough. So with that, Amanda, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Lisa. It's really good to see you and to know that at least one of us is in a beautiful, warm place. And that I'm in Boston at the moment. I know you are, but you're so radiant. I feel like you're in a warm place. Just the way like your energy is coming through so clear. Well, I I love hearing that. It's a sunny day here and that brightens my spirit. And I'm expecting a package from Stitch Fix later today, which also uh, brightens my spirit. I used to use Stitch Fix as well to get some clothes. They're really awesome. I love not shopping. Me too. I like someone else doing it doing it for you yes very much i mean it's a little disappointing when they're not what you want but i love it when they are the things that you didn't even know you wanted or needed so yeah. exactly so i'd love for you to talk to us about how you got into this line of work of helping people become more comfortable with public speaking i remember in college dreading the class and it literally is ranked as one of the most fearful things even i think over dying for like it's so can you talk to us some about the psychology of public speaking the fear around it and how you help people sure I think it was Seinfeld who said that people would rather be in the casket than doing the eulogy so <laughs> yes yeah. people are people definitely lose a lot of sleep over this so I probably don't even need to illustrate the problem for people listening yeah but I do want them to know first off there is a lot of help out there and it doesn't always have to be this uncomfortable for you. So the way that I became involved in this pursuit was 
I have been an actress for a very long time and I had been teaching acting and coaching actors. And so of course that's going to be around performance anxiety and bringing creativity and aliveness and an engaging performance to the stage. And a woman in my community approached me and said, Hey, I have a presentation at the bank I work at and I'm terrified. It is for the sales department, which scares me. And I really need some help. Can you help me? And I thought, and I'm, if you know improv, you know the term yes and, which is like where you go around, you, you agree with things and add to them. I said, yeah, sure. I could help you. I figured I could figure it out. Now, initially the idea of creating, helping someone with the bank presentation sounded a little boring, but I love the idea of helping her, but it actually was so much more creative than I expected it to be because I helped her make it funnier. I I suddenly realized how much of a connection there was between the two in terms of a managing your nerves and and finding a way to have the experience not be about your identity as much as it is I'm creating an experience for my audience I want yes. to create something to help them in some way and also there was a creativity to it when people came to me to work on a monologue or a play or a film scene most often it's already been done by somebody else. They didn't write it. They didn't create it. They're trying to bring someone else's words to life, which is the craft of acting. But with this, they were also the writer, which often is something else that freaks people out. Like, how do I even do this? I I don't, I'm expected to know how to do this thing just because I'm good at biology. I don't know how to do this because there is a creative element in terms of how do I put my ideas together in a coherent way that is different from what I've written in sentences for say a blog post or an article that sounds conversational that comes up here. How can I use images to illuminate that? And then how can I be a performer and perform? So there's a lot of different layers to it. And I had been also somebody who wrote plays and screenplays and had produced. So all those elements of it, I appreciated. And I ended up having a lot of fun helping her. And I thought I can totally do this. I understand stage fright. I've had stage fright. I've worked on that. And I love the idea of helping people not be scared at work. Cause a lot of times public speaking is what holds them back from making more money, from being promoted, from feeling really loving themselves, making the impact that they want to make. And so I love the idea of helping people have a better time and make the impact they want to make and yeah. not have it be about, do I have self-worth or not? If this presentation goes well, then I'm allowed to love myself. And if it doesn't, then I suck. Like, please, no, don't put so much weight on the experience. You know, what you're saying, Amanda, is reminding me of on your website, there's an article that you wrote about stage fright, where I think that might be where you talk about how you had to work with that, even having been an actor and and realizing that was what you were experiencing physiologically and how you talked about that it's very normal for us to feel that kind of anxiety in our physical bodies and some of the things we can do with our self-talk to even just tell ourselves like, this is normal. It's normal to feel this way. And can you talk to us about some, cause I, I found it to be really cool to read that, just to tell yourself it's okay. Cause I think usually we want to fight that and ignore it and like, stop that, you know, to ourselves, like stop the jitters, which only exacerbates things. How can we work with some of our own anxiety before we're about to, to speak? 
Such a good question. And one that I get so often. I figure. Yes, because people really want to be calm. They really, really want to be calm when they're about to speak in front. They want to be calm, cool, collected, and in control. So alas, I tell them I'm actually not going to I'm that's not where we're going to go. <laughs> we're going to actually work with your nervous system and have it be okay that it feels very alive when you're about to be yeah. up in front of people. And we can frame the nerves as, oh my God, I'm so nervous. Or we can frame it with, wow, my body is really alive right now. And so that's <laughs> right. Because yeah, it is. one sounds a lot more positive. Because we don't go to see Beyonce perform to go see her be totally calm and relaxed. We want to see her dance and really express and sweat and just be her beautiful Herself. self. And we want to see somebody really alive. And that's mm -hmm. what performance, that's what presentations can be. And so I think that, yes, often people really judge themselves for feeling nervous especially if they know their material deeply, they're really confused. Like I've rehearsed so much. I know my material so well. I'm an expert. Why am I so nervous? What's wrong with me? Yeah. Yeah. And so that idea that when we feel those sensations that we call nervousness, they butterflies, side note, butterflies are so pretty. They're so delicate. Oh, I never thought of it like that. And they are. Gorgeous. Think about how little their feet are. So that's what we're talking about. Like I have butterflies in my stomach. Now my nine-year-old niece would freaking love to have butterflies all around her. <laughs> so if we can suddenly be like, oh, butterflies are really fun. I had them, believe me. It felt like they, you know, had metal spikes in their feet and were part of a biker gang kicking me in my tummy when I was nervous. So I understand that it, it's, when we say that it feels very intense, but if we can add humor to this, it can be very helpful. And so if we can, instead of being really angry and feel like it means there's something wrong with us, if we can take it in stride and, and the mantra I like to encourage people to ruminate on and really yeah. internalize is it's okay. If I'm nervous, accepting how I feel is better than fighting how I feel. Mm. And I even yesterday had a, a session with a new client and I described, I said, if you have a little kid sitting next to you saying, I am so scared, I'm so scared. What, how does it help if you say to them, shut up, stop it. No, stop you would it. comfort and them, that, be like, sweetie, it's okay. It's yeah, okay. and then like, they've been hug. heard. Yeah, they've been heard, they've been seen, yeah. and probably their heart rate is going to slow a little bit. And they're going to feel like they, they're going to feel reassured and be able to think more clearly. Because often what happens is that that rabbit hole we go in, the story we tell ourselves about nerves is what makes it very difficult to concentrate on what we're doing. And then we mm -hmm. feel really overstimulated by our audience, be they on the Zoom Brady Bunch configuration in front of us or live in the audience. So my story could be, maybe I see my hands shaking. Maybe that's, okay. and I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God, my hands are shaking. My hands are shaking. Oh my God, my hands are shaking. That means that I'm failing. That means they're going to see I'm nervous and not take me seriously. That means I'm not a professional. That means I've like, I have given so much meaning to my mm -hmm. hands vibrating slightly. Now, if I'm having a heart attack, I should take that very seriously. Yeah. If I have all those signs, which is a different story. 
But if I feel my stomach tighten up, I my voice gets a little tight. I my mouth I was is dry. Ask you that. Yeah, feeling like your voice is trembling or shaking, and you feel the nervousness in your stomach. I feel very alive right now. Wow, yeah. great. So if we can, instead of going down the rabbit hole of feeling that sensation and deciding what the meaning is, it means I'll fail, or it means I don't know what I'm doing, or it means I'm a loser, whatever that negative self-talk is. If we can simply say, oh, my hands are shaking. Mm. All right. So now how do I want to impact my audience? I simply note it, accept it, and move on. If you turn bright red, what I like to say is decide you look really good in red. (laughs) That's because great. you can't control it. It's some right. some people do turn bright red, and so but just decide it is your color. No matter what color me beautiful has ever told you, just decide because then when it happens, you just take it in stride. Yeah. If we, you know, if we think about athletes on the field, they their goal they have an objective to get the ball somewhere in a hoop in a goal to an end line. Yeah. Uh, You can tell I'm a big jock. Okay. So, but for them, they are falling over. They are sweating. They are dirty. Their costume could be their costume. Such an actor. They could be so gross, but they get right back up and they go and they're Mm -hmm. not consumed with all the trappings of looking perfect and calm. We're like, so for them when they get back up and keep going for their objective And so that's where I think that we want to make it so that the stakes are less for us personally, and the stakes are higher for what we're trying to achieve. Like for you, like you're wanting people to heal, right? It's all about that. I'm also in, I'm a coach around public speaking, but it's so much about that inner work and healing. And so, yeah, so the nerves part, a big part of it, but again, if we can, except we're feeling that, not judge it, no judgment, note it and keep going and know that it's better to be really alive and energetic, dynamic, you know, people say on fire. Yeah. Rather than, you know, if I were to do a whole presentation and talk like this the whole time, I'm very calm, but I don't know that this is that engaging. Exactly. I don't know that this is going to get you to give money to my cause or make you, f- right? That's a little boring. Yes. So, takes a lot more energy for me to be like this. So does that answer your question, Lisa? It does. And one of the things that I'm noticing and I want to bounce off of you is that I think we might have the mindset since we've all been in a presentation that put us to sleep and we don't want to be that speaker. And, and I know as I've started, I had a speaking event in New Orleans in December, the end of 2020 for my book that released. And I noticed it really helped me to think about the audiences for me, like really believing and feeling into that they want to see me succeed. And I think it was helpful for me to tap into that because I did take um, about six to eight months to be a part of Toastmasters International in Los Angeles, which for me was the most positive experience of public speaking because of how supportive the people were in the room and people were at different levels of ability and experience. And I just felt like no matter what I said or didn't say and everyone else, it's like, I really saw an audience supporting you. And so I chose to infuse my own mind with, you know, at this event, 
that people are here because they want to see you successful. And when I got up there, though I had rehearsed in my living room so many times, I was grateful for that because I could actually remember what I wanted to say with the exception of a couple of pieces. When I look back at the video, like, oh, I missed a couple of things. But, you know, I felt, so do you think that's helpful as well to imagine in an authentic way that the people you're speaking to actually do want to see you succeed? Definitely. Definitely. I think your story is a beautiful story and proof in itself that it did really, really help. I think that's enormous. I I think it's helpful for actors as well. Uh, It's that sense of, because I think we really can project our own fears onto the audience. And if somebody looks a little distracted, we decide it's because we're boring. Or maybe they just got a really disturbing email about their kid being sick or something. And so I think that's really important. Now, in certain competitive business situations, you may know that you have some nemesis, nemesi, nemeses. I don't know what the plural of that is. You know, people who are not on your team out in the audience. And so sometimes you, you, I think it's wonderful to embrace that idea. And, and I know that sometimes people are not in that exact situation where they, they really do know that people are not excited for them. And they're out there yeah. and that's a little tougher, but I do love the way you have used the word. I should say, and I love the way you've used the word for, because I think also wh- how can we be there for the audience and yeah. for you, your book, so chock full of amazing things. Thank it's you. so rich and there's so many helpful strategies in there and way to frame a healing process and the stuff about Chiron is fascinating So, oh my gosh, they get such riches and you know that people are struggling in different ways. And so the idea that, wow, what you share could help somebody sleep better tonight is, and that's where I feel that if we can think about public speaking, actually not Mm -hmm. being about us. I love that. Yeah. And delivering the value you're adding. I love that perspective that you're offering. And if you, and if you think of it too, as you're the host of the experience, Mm -hmm. Like you're coming because it can definitely feel like, okay, I'm in the firing squad. I need my last cigarette or a piece of chocolate or (laughs) CBD, whatever it is. Yes. And because I'm up here to be judged, but really if we can make this the center of our attention on the audience. And if we think if we're hosting a party, often we even completely forget to eat, unfortunately, because we're so like, oh my gosh. And not because we're codependent. But because we're we're wanting to connect Lisa and Sheila and Bob and Rajni and and we're do you have a drink and like we're yes. in a way the center of attention but we're not seeing it that way we're trying to meet the needs of the group around us to create an experience for them and that's where I think that takes pressure off so it's when I make myself the center of my own attention oh my god my hands are shaking oh my god they're looking at me she's looking away she's bored. She hates my outfit. He, oh my God, he's writing notes. He's writing how much he's bored. I've made that all about me. Right. Instead of like, okay, I'm, I assume anywhere I go that people hate public speaking. I know how to make it easier. Can't wait to help them. Let's do this. Yeah. So that takes the pressure off me to be perfect because I'll probably spill something during the workshop or the talk. <laughs> I'll write on my face. I'll you know, forget a few things, but it's all right if they got served. 
So I wanted to ask you about in this time that we're in, shifting from in-person events to Zoom to remote speaking, can you help us with this for the listener that is doing stuff on Zoom they've never done before? People, I've had even a client share recently how you know people have their little template, their thumbnail image up. They don't know if they're listening or not. And and so can you help us with this? How to do the online presentation that's happening right now? Sure. Yeah. Suddenly, suddenly we all have to have a TV studio set up in <laughs> our homes. It's, yeah. it's so funny. I mean, I I know I'm an actress, and yet I and I've I've upgraded in the past week even like this webcam which I'm in love with yeah it's great so a few things it is it's always a visual medium but this is different in a new a new way so some simple visual tips technical tips are always have a light source in front of you okay if you'll notice there are some people who rely on the beautiful sunshine when they have it coming in from a window and then you're on a later meeting with them and they suddenly yes. look like they're in witness protection and you wonder who's after them. Right? Amanda, I've been there. Absolutely. I hope you mean the Zoom situation and the not, Zoom, not the witness the, protection. Yes. Okay, great. Glad to, because you've just outed yourself. You've just <laughs> No, even today I noticed you're so illuminated. I left my ring light in New Orleans and I'm in that situation where it's dim light and not looking as bright. So I definitely feel what you're saying. So lighting, you're saying- Yeah, lighting, lighting. and even if it's just a lamp that we move in front of us. Okay. And then I think getting a quality webcam can be nice, but if you can't afford that, I do. the lighting is really key. And I think also um, the way you set yourself up in the frame. So it's interesting because I feel like I am helping people. It's like with acting, I help people go from working in theater to film. Now it's working from going from the conference room to your living room. Yes. And and so you'll notice when I fill up a bit more of the frame, I look a little more empowered. Now you have a beautiful okay. picture behind you, so you're good. But if I Are you also tired of one size fits all weight loss plans? Meet Noom, the personalized solution that meets you where you are. Noom is able to understand your unique needs, from dietary restrictions to medical concerns. Unlike restrictive programs, Noom embraces your lifestyle and choices. Discover a sustainable approach to weight loss tailored just for you. Honestly, Noom felt like it was made for me. It's not just about what I eat. It's about understanding why. With Noom, I've learned so much about myself and built healthier habits that stick. It's all about progress, not perfection. Say goodbye to restrictive diets and experience the Noom app for yourself with personalized lessons and expert coaching. Noom's psychology and biology-based approach has helped over 5.2 million people achieve their goals. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. I start to take up less of the frame. Hopefully, if my se- I'm going to do that, I look a little less empowered. Oh yeah, and the I- microphone's covering your whole head almost. Right, right. So, and even if it wasn't, I notice when people are not totally in the frame, they just look smaller, and it just sends out a different message. Uh-huh. And this is such a simple fix of having the table be at a height that makes sense, or sitting in the chair, sitting up straight, or sitting on books, something so you can fill a bit more of the frame. And I think also when we're happy with our background. I think like you have an aesthetically pleasing background. I have a very like, where am I? 
I look like I'm a narrator in some film where like you might appear and like yeah. I'm, I'm not in a certain place. So I think that if we can, so it doesn't look like we're in a closet or if we are just put fabric, do something. So you feel really good about this frame. Okay. Um, and so th those are some just uh, technical things that I think when people can really see you, I think that that feels really good in other ways. I think that what we can do is know that we can hide self-view. If we are distracted by looking at ourselves and okay. being critical, we can go to that top right corner. At least I can speak to Zoom because that's what oh, I'm on. Really? Most of the time. Okay. I'm curious. So top right corner. And you can hide self-view. Okay. I didn't know that. So right. So if you don't want to be distracted by your own image. That can be really nice. What I do say is you just have to remember you are still on camera. Yes. So if you suddenly think I'm not on there, I'm going to eat my whole sandwich. And like, <laughs> it's a messy sandwich. I've done that during acting classes. I'm like, oh, right. They can see me. So I kind of like to keep it up. So I remember that I am on camera. But so, so that can help take away some of the self-consciousness. You can also find ways um, to... Pin, like if we are overstimulated by how many people are on the screen um, and we find it really overwhelming because they're all right there. They're all equal proximity from us now with their little faces and their, and their busy lives and maybe kids and dogs and things. What we can do is we can choose to look directly at the camera. So you'll notice, Lisa. So right now, doesn't it look like I'm looking right at you? Yes, it does. I love it. Okay, great. So I am not. I am looking directly into my camera. Okay. So this is the counterintuitive thing about it. Yeah. Is it for you to feel that I'm looking right at you? Here I am looking right at my camera. At now I'm going to look yes. at you on my screen. It's different. Yeah, it is that. different. But now I can see your facial expressions. Yeah. And so if I'm distracted by either a, a plethora, a ton of faces on my screen, I could choose to go to talking to the camera because then I'll be less distracted. If I have just names and thumbnails up there because people are privately doing whatever, <laughs> I could also talk to my camera. So I'm not distracted by like, why won't they put their face up there? Right. I had a, yeah, I had a recent experience, which I wasn't expecting, but I, I saw how I handled it. And I will share how I handled it. Yeah, so happened? I, through the power of Instagram, I had a, a high school student from Saudi Arabia reach out to me and said, yeah. could you do like a half hour information session about public speaking for my fellow students? We're having a conference. And I thought, oh, that's so fun. So we figured out a time that would work from the East Coast to Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And it was a small, intimate group. And I had just expected everyone would allow their their picture up, but she was the only one. So the all everyone else, I just had their names. And I thought, oh, I said, and I asked her, I said, are they going to come up? She's like, oh, I don't know what they're going to do. And I said, okay. So, but I still, I wasn't going to take it personally. I didn't know if it was a cultural thing. And that was the way they were handling high school in their country. Sure. I know, I, I don't know. They just wanted to be private and just think. I just had to, it's a way to not take that personally. And just imagine like when we're on the phone and we can't see anyone, we're often trying to send positive information, mm -hmm. positive, um, positive energy, positive vibes to the people on the other end. And that's yeah. the same thing we want to do here. 
Like right now, if I look at the LA Talk Radio logo, I'm like sending energy to that one like to break that. through. And so if we can always, so when we think about our audience, we always want to remember, you know, where, where are they in pain or where, what do they need to learn and how is what I'm going to share address that? And that helps us it made more easy to picture the people on the other end, like really wanting to hear what we have to say or benefiting. And that makes us want to reach out with our voice rather than judge ourselves and project on them and decide they hate us. As you're speaking about your energy to your audience, to people that you care about, like, just like you're saying, to really have that intention and send it through and that, you know, others feel that, sense that and are drawn to you and what you have to say. Because as much as, as much as yes, being in person, amazing. I look forward to that very, very much. I can tell you love it. Being in person with people other than my wonderful husband. Thank Mm -hmm. God we get along so well. Yes. But I know that I've had really rich conversations with people, really rich coaching sessions where there's been transformation and breakthroughs through Zoom. Mm -hmm. So that intimacy can really happen here. And people are getting to see you a little closer up than if they were in a big, huge room. And so like, if you feel like, I don't like how I look on camera, get some makeup that you like, get some tips yeah. so that you, so that you're not distracted so by any of those things. Yeah. I mean, to allow, yeah. I'm sorry, finish your sentence. And then no, so, so I think anything we can do to allow ourselves to feel at home in this medium yeah. And then keep coming back to the reason we're doing this is that you're not, this is not next top model. This is not next top. It's as much as it's like, oh my God, I'm on camera now. I feel like I'm on CNN. Uh, It's really about (laughs) reaching out and sharing information in service of others. And when we can get out of our own way, and that may mean getting rid of self-view, it may mean making other people on your screen bigger by pinning them. That's something else we can do. Um, and, and one thing I want to go back to is with, with speaking directly to camera, I think it's really reasonable that we'd want to check in. Like right now, I want to see like, how is Lisa reacting? Oh, good. She's smiling. She's smiling. Very good. So I want to check in with you. So I don't want to look at the camera the whole time. The way I like to look at the camera when I'm first coming on somewhere, if I'm welcoming people to class or to coaching, like, so I'll sit there and before I even know what they look like. I'm wanting to look them in the eye. I'm using air quotes for people who are listening to the radio. Yes. I want to look them in the eye, sending that welcoming energy. And then once I've done that and connected there, then I'll look at them to see, oh, who is this on the other side? And so, and then if I'm making a, a really specific point, I want them to take away, I'll come back to camera. So it doesn't mean I have to like stare right at the camera the whole time. Cause this would be weird. It'd be weird if I was just like, it would exactly. Yeah. I'm just glaring. I'm just like, weird zombie bug eyes at that's what I'm doing for those who are listening. Yes. So I'm going to stop doing that because it's weird. (laughs) So Amanda, when we come back from that short break, I want you to talk to us about the specific services you offer, because I did take notes about your confidence session, presenting on zoom, like we've been speaking about uh, media training and corporate events. So I'll be right back to you in just a few minutes. Perfect. So listeners, Viewers, BetterHelp.com has been one of my long-term sponsors since I started this podcast. Mid-March, I'm coming up on my five-year anniversary, over 240 episodes. So BetterHelp.com is a a HIPAA-compliant and secure online therapy 
platform that offers scholarships and discounted sessions to people. And you know, if you've been struggling, feeling like you can afford therapy, they're a really great resource. I used to be a therapist on their platform. And as my listener, they're offering you 10% off your first month subscription with them. Go to betterhelp.com forward slash ATT for all things therapy and check them out. They work with you on a range of issues, anxiety, depression, family issues, and you meet through the platform online. You log in and you do the phone session or the video session on the betterhelp.com platform. Check them out, betterhelp.com forward slash ATT for 10% off your first month. So if you're struggling with a drug or alcohol addiction, which many people have in the last year related to the pandemic and issues that might have been at bay really coming up and coming to a head, now's the time to take action and get help for yourself. Call Recovery Centers of America. Their number is 1-800-905-6675. Mention this podcast and they are available to work with you remotely or in person at one of their treatment facilities. They work with most all insurance companies, and it's a team of medical and mental health professionals to help you with your addiction, be it residential treatment or, again, remote. It's really serious to be in the pattern of addiction, and you don't have to stay there. So consider Recovery Centers of America And their number again is 1-800-905-6675 and begin your road to recovery. Amanda, so what, tell us about what you offer, listeners and viewers that might be interested. They do have something coming up or they realize this is an area that they finally want to address like I did by going to Toastmasters and such. Tell us about how you work. Sure. So I work in a variety of different circumstances. So people can hire me to give them one session or I packages of three, six, or 10. And each client clearly is a unique individual with their own needs. You may need help with, you know, I'm fine with my material, but I am freaking out. I don't know how to do this. I had a horrible experience in high school. I hate this, but I'm not going to be promoted or I have to be a bridesmaid. I'm the maid of honor. Oh my gosh, yeah, for real. Yes. 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 So some people I'm helping with that, how to reframe this, how to, how to use body language that sends out a message, not just to the world, but internally mindset framing, really getting to the heart of what public speaking is and it's not just to torture you believe me and so I there are people who are in that stage there are other people who need help with writing and need help with slides and need help with brainstorming or oh, yeah. people who need help with rehearsal people who need to stop saying um like hey guys right all those types of things filler words what filler to do with words their, yes yeah. what to do with their hands how to add more humor, more creativity, because sometimes people also will want to, they write something and then they say it out loud and it sounds very, the sentences are so long, it doesn't feel accessible. So there, and and as I said, the rehearsal process, helping people rehearse so they feel really comfortable no matter what the format and and also just how to frame performance 
in terms of what does it feel like when we're brainstorming? Yeah, you're going to have good ideas. You're going to have bad ideas. Having that be okay. You're rehearsing. Sometimes it's going to go really well. Sometimes it's going to show you that certain things need to be completely rewritten. Having that creative process be okay. So I can help people with all of those different things. And depending on the size of your project or you know, how much you hate this, <laughs> we can determine what's a good amount of time to work together. And then I offer workshops pretty regularly on things like being on Zoom or just powerful public speaking. And I yes. give people a taste and it's fun for them to see in a group how other pe- how they're not alone. Oh, and also cool. to, yeah. And also to get to then practice in front of each other in front of a group is really, really great. And then also organizations from big corporations to small nonprofits call me in to talk to their teams and talk about presenting and confidence and communication. And I tailor those and customize those. And those are super fun. I love, because I do feel I am an artist at heart and I love bringing the artistry, the the personal development element of this and the artistry in terms of, please don't be boring. Please don't be boring. Even, and I have clients who are like, my subject is so boring. (laughs) Let's find out why it's not boring. I have a client who actually I won't go into that path, but nothing needs to be boring. There's always a way for us to um, understand why something's important. And when we realize why it's important, do you hear that there's more urgency in my voice? So uh, there's always a way to make things more interesting and more engaging. And so I love helping people do that. And yeah, I can tell you're so passionate about speaking and communication and delivering information in ways that people will want to receive it and and be able to remember it and incorporate it into their lives. I'm curious about like, what are you personally most excited about and what's next for you coming up? Well, I'm personally excited that business has really picked up. I did notice Right off the pandemic, I had so many workshop, in-person workshops canceled, and I quickly pivoted. I looked back, and I started offering things online, which was great. But that need, I think people were in survival mode and figuring out work, that the need for you know, private coaching was a lot lower, which enabled me to do a lot of other great things. So it's all okay. good. But yeah. I have noticed, I feel like since the new year hit, people, I think, have in some ways really adjusted to pandemic living and are really game to work on personal development again, or they have new challenges at work. And what I'm super loving is a bunch of organizations are hiring me to work with their administrative staff and other people in there too, but especially because they want them to have more power. They want the executive assistants who support like the top brass to be able to negotiate that really well and share, add value to meetings add value. So I love, I love empowering people to share what they know. And I have, yeah, I have clients from so I'm helping right now. A number of chefs get ready to be on cook's country, which is part of America's test kitchen. I work with three different chefs for that TV show. So I have a variety of clients. Yeah. So those, so that's fun because that uses my whole entertainment background. So that's super. And I learned about recipes that I I'm not a cook. So at least I learned about them. And so what's coming up for me, uh, I'm going to be putting together a group program. I, I just had an, a, a meeting with my assistant, my wonderful assistant, Eva, 
and we are brainstorming about it. So I'm excited about that. I'm not sure when I'm going to launch it just yet, but it will be later this year because I think group coaching to let these ideas that I share with people and mindset and body language and and different ways to manage your breathing and have vocal variety. I think that people meeting together as a group for six weeks, oh, with yeah. a lot of support and exercises and homework. I think that would really help people get more grounded and, and really make tra- a change in their life. So that's exciting. And yeah. I want to share with our listeners and viewers, they can find you. Your website is bostonpublicspeaking.com. On Facebook, you're at Boston Public Speaking, and on Instagram at Amanda Hennessy with two N's and two S's. And there's a little oh. G in the middle. Uh, Amanda, well, Amanda G. G Hennessy. Yes, okay. be- because it, uh, my maiden name was Good, so I'm Amanda Good Hennessy. Got it. But that's Thank very you. long. And if people would like a session and heard about me through this. I want to say podcast, but radio interview, uh, I'm happy to offer you 25% off. So just let me know that you found out through this. Through all things therapy. Thank you, Amanda. That's so generous to give our listeners and viewers that opportunity. Thank you for taking your time and just bringing your energy and your presence to this conversation. My, thank you so much for having me, Lisa. It's lovely to see you. And see you again. Indeed. Yes. Be well. I will. You too. Bye. Bye. That concludes my show today with Amanda Hennessy of bostonpublicspeaking.com. I look forward to being with you next week for another episode of All Things Therapy. Go now and subscribe. Give me a written review, please. It helps. I'm, I'm happy to do that for you. If you'd like an exchange, reach out Lisa at NOLA Therapy Book Sessions and have a good week. Bye. Listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir only.